This week on Men Pointing at Things. Hey everybody, welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode number 473 being recorded October 25th, 2017. I'm Alan Malbentano. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. And I'm Ken Addison. What are we doing? Yeah, I don't know. We just, just, we, we've seen a place just all of the normal people. Just, with. just tune out now. I mean, yeah, just mm. save yourself. Just run. Just some people like to watch train wrecks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Um, uh, let's just run through all the rigmarole. Hey, you know what? PCPro.com slash subscribe if you'd like to hear future train wrecks. You'd like to be notified of future train wrecks. Yeah. Before yeah. they happen. Yeah. Hopefully less future train wrecks than uh, than this one. Uh, and we just send out messages about anytime we do live streams there, be it this podcast or if we have people in studio for recording a thing or whatever. Um, slash patreon.com slash pc per. Yeah, really the should, other one doesn't work. We well, should alias We should, it, make we should alias work, yeah. that over. Um, is where you can contribute should you wish to. Uh, and I think, yeah, we're still. Far away from that milestone of a new weekly show. Well, we already like, do that show now. We already do because, that show. Now. We're, we're we, almost at the milestone where we can get Ryan back occasionally. We need to update that to say some other new weekly show. <laughs> well, yeah, probably. Take yeah. it up with the boss. Yeah, well, we uh, like the people so much that we decided to do it anyway. We're just doing it anyway. Yeah, something like that. We're, that's how we roll. Um. All right. Cool. Uh, got that. Got that. Uh, PC per mailbag number fourteen. Haven't missed a week yet. I think. Um, but no, I don't think we have. Yeah, we haven't. Uh, I'm not sure I was here for when Ryan recorded this one to listen to what he was doing. I think you were. I'm pretty sure you were on present. <laughs> well, okay. I was here and I probably wasn't listening to Ryan. Yeah, because the end is very good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the ending is pretty good. Now you remember it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as a side note, if you have any storage questions, you should go ahead and pass those along in the next couple of weeks because I think Alan is getting ready to do a storage-only yes, episode of this. Uh, not only that, Jim has been like saving the storage he's questions been, he's off. He's been skimming the storage questions yeah. off the top and putting them in a little separate thing for, yeah. for me to do a storage one at some point, probably soon. Okay. Uh, what do we got next? Oh, yeah. The crazy good time. <laughs> That you and uh, Alex had. Have a good time with that. That, yeah. it, that cold open is such a tease there, Alex. I know, I know. Yeah, I had to put it in there. That's too much of a tease, man. Sorry. Like, <laughs> like seriously. Hey, I didn't, I didn't show the money shot. That's a rather large rocket you're making. Oh, there. you have no idea. No, no. That's just the first stage. All right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they were playing Kerbal. And uh, there was lots of laughing coming from the other side of the office. <laughs> It was quite a good time. I don't know how it came across to the people watching the stream, but I had a really good time, which I think is what's important. Yeah. We both had a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so definitely check that out uh, if you wish. Um, the chat has is peppering us with storage questions in the chat <laughs> now. So it, well, depending you, on how long this podcast goes, we might get to some well, of those. Well, may, maybe. But like, if they're good ones for a... Or something that I can kind of answer like on the fly, uh, then uh, you know, send them to the. What is the thing to send to the PC? Uh, either the YouTube comments of the last one or the posts on PC Per the last one. PC Per is probably the better 
place yeah, to post yeah. them. Just comments so of the article weird and buried. To. We we can look at that stuff easier. Yep, makes sense. Um, all right, cool. So might as well jump into the weekend review. Forza Motorsport Seven performance review. Performance Mode. preview. Oh, performance preview, <laughs> which the person sitting right next to me happened to have written. That seems weird. I know. It's not right. necessary. I know, right? Uh, yeah, so Forza 7 came out earlier in October. I think it was like the first Tuesday of October, the third or whatever that was. Uh, and it launched day and date with the PC, which they did for the last Forza title as well, Forza Horizon, which is like their open world, still same sort of driving physics engine, but like... It's kind of Top Gear style. You're going around doing jumps and weird races and stuff. Whereas this is their simulation game, essentially. Okay. So Forza Motorsport, yeah, Forza Motorsport 7 is the first full motorsport title on the PC. They did Forza Motorsport 6 Apex, which is like their sort of test case for the PC where they just released a couple of tracks and cars for free just to kind of get some engine work done on the PC. Uh, but... Forza 7 launched day in date with the Xbox this time. And if you buy the game digitally on one platform, you get it on the other, which is nice through the Play Anywhere initiative. Uh, they've really been pushing native 4K assets, HDR support, and cool graphical things like dynamic weather with this title on both the Xbox One X and the PC. So now that it's been out for a couple of weeks, both AMD and NVIDIA have released at least one or two drivers with optimization for it. I think NVIDIA released a game ready driver or maybe like a beta driver. And then they released another one. Whereas AMD's only had one that was pretty well optimized. We decided to go ahead and take a look at performance. So we kind of ran through a lot of the normal GPUs you see around these days. Uh, RX Vega 64 versus the 1080 Vega 56 versus 1070 and RX 580 versus 1060. Sort of the three normal price ranges that we deal with. You got the, higher ends and then the really the uh $200 graphics cards with the 580 and the 1060 if you can find them and then sort of cut in the middle with the 1070 and the 56 and there's good news this game runs really well and looks really good on everything we tried it on sweet even at 4k we got you got 67 and 50.9 frames out of the 1060 and the and the 580 respectively and these were max quality settings so i mean if you turn down a couple of things on the rx 580 you could play at 60 frames per second hmm. which i think is really cool and it i mean it it looks good this game is very well optimized uh forza horizon 3 last year had definitely some optimization issues it was a very cpu heavy game they worked on some of that stuff in patches after release, but they've nailed it on the release of this one. There's some weird stuff where the game will default to dynamic settings where it's trying to adjust based on load and tying it to 60 frames per second. You could turn all that stuff off, and there's a weird bug slash feature where you can't run with VSync off unless your monitor resolution in Windows is the same as you're trying to play the game. So if you have a 4K monitor and you're trying to play it at 25 by 14, if you just set 25 by 14 in the game, it will V-Sync on. So you have to actually go back and set your resolution in the monitor. It's like a weird UWP exclusive full screen thing. Of course it's a UWP bug. I mean, 
beyond that, it was fine. The, the Microsoft Store was a really fast download. Like you can it, ask what drive you want to put it on now. They've actually fixed a lot of the Microsoft Store stuff that makes it more usable. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, if there's a free app, you don't have to log in anymore. Which I think oh. is the only app store that does that. Like I don't think Apple or Android or anyone does that. Yeah, that's happens. true. Anyways, that's besides the point. Uh, so I was pretty impressed with the overall performance of Forza Motorsport 7. There seems to be some weird stuff I've seen the past couple of days about frame times. And if you go ahead and scroll down to the frame time chart, we just took a quick look at this uh, to sort of verify what we were seeing. We were seeing a pretty smooth experience with all the GPUs we tested. Uh, this chart, you can see that the 1080 was a very smooth experience. I mean, we're talking less than half of millisecond frame variance at the 95th percentile. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vega 64 was definitely more variant than that, but you're still, I mean, you're still under two milliseconds for most of the frames, which isn't exactly noticeable Yeah, running, that's, that's at, running at 60 hertz. Yeah. So it, it wasn't a big deal. I think there would be some further driver optimization that AMD can do on that side, though. There is one caveat. Mm-hmm. High refresh rate displays. What about them? So if you scroll back up to the average frame rate chart, up a little bit, you can see that even... Oh, off. So the orange is 25 by 14. Mm-hmm. There's no real GPU that can do 144, yeah, the 165. Yeah. So that's a bit disheartening. If you have a high refresh rate display, you're going to have to turn down some settings. Or so does that mean you're have multiple GPUs? I Titan. guess, but does I don't that really just think... mean you're hitting a CPU? Uh, so another okay, another, okay, another thing think. to notice is that the RX Vega cards don't really scale from 1440p to 1080p, whereas the Nvidia cards do, and the RX 580 does. Yeah. So the speculation we have is that. It is it is a CPU to pretty CPU heavy game. We had an eight core fifty nine sixty X processor in here, so I mean we had a lot of CPU horsepower behind it, but more might be tied to CPU performance than you're used to seeing, especially at high frame rates where you have where you're running the simulation a lot faster. Yeah, so it's something to look out for. But for people running at sixty hertz on just about any resolution, you can get away with a lot and. Uh, personally, I think it's a pretty fun game. Like it's a good racing simulator. If you're not trying to go super deep into something like iRacing, yeah, if you just want like yeah. a casual experience. So we're, now, we're did you answer out. the most important question? What? And you drive backwards? Uh, it's frowned upon. Uh, I think oh, I can't remember. I can't remember Brian, how I'm sure it is so you can just drive yeah. the way on the track. Well, Probably. I don't. I think they might turn you into a ghost after a while, so uh, you don't have collisions because they're oh. lame. So we should let Ryan play this game and get frustrated. <laughs> then is what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, so Ken, you said the download was fast. How big was the? It's action? like 100 gigs. It's 100 gigs. Yeah. So it would not be fast it's for you. 100 gigs. No, I know it wouldn't be very that's, fast. I mean, games are getting there these days. That's that's up there. What else is 100 gigs right now? Doom. Doom. Doom's not 100. Yeah, it is. When was the last time you downloaded Doom? Did it just recently climb? Uh, they they added all the DLC in for free. So it is yep. like oh. 100 gigs now. I mean, that like games are getting up to the 100 gig mark for AAA titles that are coming out, which crazy. is kind of insane, especially when you think about crazy. SSD capacities. That's crazy. Well, you have but, to have all the, uh, all the graffiti on the Nürburgring updated in high res. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, 
might need to start practicing that because we're going to go to Europe next year some, at some point. We'll have to do a, do a series of Alan, Alan simulates Nürburgring in every game possible. And then the video. That of, would be pretty funny, and actually. The, and then the video of me actually like doing it at the end yeah. like, in we, Europe. We start out like Gran Turismo 1. <laughs> whatever, whatever the earliest title we can find with the Nürburgring. <laughs> so then I'm actually driving on it and I'm cursing because I'm like, oh, Gran Turismo 1 had this turn wrong. <laughs> Dang it. They've repaved it since then. Yes. As an aside, I recently saw the story about like how they built a roller coaster at the Nürburgring and it was like a it was it was a launch roller coaster but it ran for like half a day or something like that and was totally unreliable and like maybe it had an act I, I can't remember of course if it, it ran an accident. if it ran into trouble but so there's just this roller coaster track at the Nürburgring that's been there for like 10 years that they don't just, use just not used <laughs> all right it doesn't so it's seem like when you were German. playing roller coaster tycoon yeah, no, it's probably much something I would decide. Yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Uh, next, AMD Q3 2017 earnings, which we kind of thought would, would you know, be favorable for them. You know, they've been putting out some products lately that people actually kind of want to buy. They've been putting out a lot of products. Yeah. Um, oh, let's see. Uh, what did they get? Oh, we don't have Josh here. Dang it. A uh, company announced a revenue of $1.64 billion, up significantly from the expected one point five two. Hey, if you can beat Wall Street's uh, you know, analyst predictions, then you're probably doing pretty good. Well, there's uh, there's something about that. 300% boost from this quarter last year? Uh, How's that? Yeah. yeah. While, while they, did build, they did beat expectations and had a really good quarter, their stock actually went down because they said that Revenue will be down in the next quarter, likely due to crypto mining being less of a thing. Oh, and, uh, so, so their stock, stock, their stock actually took a hit after hours yesterday because they they kind of downgraded their revenue. Even though it's a holiday season coming up, yeah. But everyone who bought, who was planning on getting a, like an Xbox or a Sony got one last year. Yeah, I mean, so they're not going to see that huge spike like they did last you know, year. They do have the One yeah. X launch in a couple of weeks here, but who knows how much yeah. that'll actually do. I mean, yeah, it's it's that's good news. They're they're turning it around. Yeah, which they is need to turn very it good to see. Yeah. All so, right. So you mentioned that they said they were going to decrease their revenue because crypto mining is falling off. Yeah, they're selling, GPU mining. They're selling GPU. GPUs. Okay. Like, like they sold a lot of GPUs last quarter yeah. due to mining. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, but I mean, is demand dropping off, or is that a? It's, uh, it's it's certainly less profitable now. You can find GPUs for reasonable prices now. Yep. Not, I won't say every model of every GPU, but you can find a 1080 for 500 bucks. You can find a 1070 for. You can, what's you like can find 400. them close to their retail. You, you can price. usually find one SKU pretty close to retail, maybe like 10 or 20 bucks. It's stuff okay. like the RX 580 still is out of whack, but it's, it's no longer a case where they might list it, but they don't have it. Correct. It doesn't okay. seem to be that way anymore. I haven't bought a GPU in a while, but yeah. Well, that's good for gamers at yeah. AMD. Hmm. Well, okay. yeah. <laughs> and it'll, it's good to sell so, GPUs to gamers instead of miners. We'll just have to build a custom ASIC to sell to the miners. <laughs> we we were we were speculating about that today. Yeah. 
no absolutely no inside inside information or anything we're just like well i wonder You're not what testing happened. out their beta model are you i would wonder what would happen if one of these companies did that but yeah it would make money it would make money literally <laughs> all right uh next up arm uh, had a public safety announcement no. I don't. Service. I don't think well, it's quite. quite that's not, that's not no. what they did. No. Oh, Arm introduces yeah, uh, platform security architecture. Okay, different use of the acronym. Uh, but I, it was very much a public security announcement because uh, this is all about security of the uh, Internet of Things. Okay, I mean that's good. People are concerned about security in the IoT stuff. Right. Well, they haven't been, which is why we're in the position that we're <laughs> well, in now. Yeah, we, we need them to <laughs> but, be more so, basically. Yeah. So they've already announced Embed, which is their sort of operating system and monitoring software, just uh, almost a year ago. And it's it's really interesting in that it's sort of the software portion and the operating system portion of this, where not only does it offer some security, but it also monitors uh, any of your connected devices to see if there's anything strange going on in the way of traffic, uh, extra power consumption, anything that could sort of indicate that you're a little bit uh, infected. So with platform security architecture, this is their hardware firmware uh, portion of it. And so essentially with the the Cortex-V8Ms that will be released in the relatively near future, you're going to have some extra security features on it. Uh, sort of the big one is the trusted firmware, which is completely compatible with their embed. So you're, you're covered from straight from software straight through the to the firmware. There's Crypto Island, uh, which <laughs> I is, don't want to go there. Yeah, well, no, probably not. <laughs> you'll, you'll end up mining. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, it's you have on to hash your off the island. So you've got a, a secondary layer of hardware sitting on the chip, uh, which essentially sits between uh, the outside world and your firmware to make sure that nothing is going to get through that isn't already signed off on Crypto Island. Uh, and it doesn't just do TCP IP. It does a whole bunch of other uh, sort I'm looking for that's not coming protocols. Uh, so they're think, talking about putting these in cars, uh, in small storage devices, just mm-hmm. random, you know, anything that has an arm. And I mean, these guys are everything like at this point, hundred billion friggin' processors at this point. And then there's the secure debug channel, the SDC 600, their security port on your device is turned off by default. You need to present it with a security certificate before it will enable itself. And it's not going to be a hardwired in one, so it's not a matter of one guy gets a hold of the certificate and now he can get at everything. They're going to be completely different and updated uh, through the embed OS. So now all of a sudden the security port, which lets you take over an incredible amount of the equipment, which is for a good reason because it is for debugging. Yeah, for debugging, but you it's need been access used to everything. Yeah, so it's been a, a vector of attack for a long time. So with this, it's a brand new way of doing it with a, a your familiar security certificate uh, process. So you won't be able to reprogram the chip without essentially having already gotten into the chip to the point where it doesn't matter if you're in the uh, debug port or not. So it's really exciting because 
the vast majority of the Internet of Things runs on ARM. And by ARM sort of saying, you know, ignore the manufacturer. If you're going to be doing it on one of our Cortex-8Ms, it's, it's going to be there. You can't hard code in bloody backdoor passwords. It, it just won't work. So it's, it's really exciting for people who are, you know, starting to realize that their bloody light bulbs are mining uh, for the Ukraine or something at this point. It's, it's getting ridiculous. So this will be a huge step forward as we start to see it roll out. All right. Cool. What do I got next? NZXT. They got uh, neural nets, yo, apparently. Yo. What? Brains. Yeah. Um, okay. I they, thought they, they just had They cases. claim to being doing deep learning on their fan controllers now, which is <laughs> <Yes>. like, <laughs> if deep learning hasn't jumped the shark as a term before this. I mean, how, how can you do deep learning on a two dimensional problem? You have fan speed and you have thermal load. Oh. A noise. To be honest, oh, I didn't yeah, look okay. that far into it once they started talking <laughs> about adaptive noise reduction. About doing that, yes. I just kind of shut down. <laughs> And the PR for it was wonderful. It's like, even if you buy a new piece of equipment, your adaptive noise reduction system will learn its best ways of running and ensure a quiet operation while still remaining cool. Yeah. It was impressive. Seems kind of gimmicky. Now, the cases they announced are pretty sweet. That that looks pretty cool. Yeah. The the H700i is your uh, full-sized one, so EATX boards will fit in there. Yeah. Not a problem. You will also like it. Seven two and a half inch bays and three three and a halfs, or we can turn them into two and a halfs. That's not so bad. Ten drives in there ain't bad. All right. Next up uh, is the H four hundred I. This is their uh, mini or micro ATX case. So, I mean, it's it's one hundred and forty bucks, which is a decent price um, for a case of this size. Often, the smaller they get the more they charge you <laughs> and uh, all sorts of nice filters. They're, they're all basically built on the same. And I chose the three different colors, each of their available in the blue, the black or the sort of silvery white. And this last little guy is the H 200 I, and you'll never guess it's mini ITX. Ooh. I just wish they had something Ooh. in this picture, these pictures for scale. Well, because if you look are, at the card back, the, the, the yeah. PCIe covers, yeah, yeah. So you, can like, tell. you know, they are, Shrinking considerably <laughs> from one mile yeah. to the next here. It's just, and, uh, and these are all AI compatible. Ooh, yeah, AI. you can put in that grid three. Uh sweet. Okay. I'm sure the grid three will be a good fan controller. Do we have uh, like... do we got prices on? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that one's one twenty. One twenty. That's that's you a know, little a little pricey for ITX forty, and then two hundred. The range. Yeah. Does NZXT make a line where they don't have the window on it? Like the same kind of nice industrial design like that, but they don't have that fingerprint ridden window? <laughs> I mean, I think they it mentioned that there were do. variants that did not have it. Uh, I didn't see any for sale. I didn't see any pictures of them, but it's it's sexy, Jeremy. Black spray paint's cheap. It's uh, yep. sandblasted. <laughs> <laughs> paint comes right off a of glass like that. I'd, I'd take it in the sandblaster. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, make make it frosted. Yeah, frosted yeah, glass. Let's put some frosted tin over it. Frosted frosted glass. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, Asus announces uh, some more motherboards. Ryzen motherboards. Motherboards. Uh, ROG Strix X three seventy i and B three fifty i. These numbers with the overlapping the Intel stuff is really starting to piss me off. 
Oh yeah, because it's just it's confusing. You tell by the socket size now. Yeah, just I understand. Look at that socket. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just why are they overlapping them like this? Anyway, um, all right. So there, are, there are ROG strips, which apparently we we're discussing this the other day. Apparently, just you don't you don't just get Strix anymore. You don't just get ROG anymore. Everything is ROG Strix. Well, there are the... Like, I think there's monitors now that are just ROG Strix. Well, so at least on the motherboard side, there's still, like, the traditional ROG lines, like the Maximus and the Rampage and all that crap. But yeah, everything seems to be ROG Strix these days. They're Even just, laptops? They're just ROG Strixing all the things. Okay. Yes. Uh, so, mini iTex boards. Yep. Okay. Uh, what else do we got? So this is important because while there have been a couple of Ryzen ITX offerings, they took a while to come out after launch. I mean, they've been out for several months now, but they're missing some of the features they're from people like Biostar and uh, oh, what's the other one that I can't remember? Asrock, a- Asrock, Asrock yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I mean, they seem that they seem to be fine motherboards from how they reviewed, but. Asus definitely puts a lot of attention into their ITX board, so it's nice to see sort of a more premium option for AM4 yeah, ITX like that, stuff. You're looking at right now. It's a, to, M. it's a heat spreader and M.2 and your audio. I'm trying to figure out what what is the where does the heatsink piece that's on the bottom go? It might go over the, the audio component, like the ampler DAC they have. Oh, for the audio stuff. Yeah. Interesting. That is interesting. I didn't see that before. Is it that powerful of a DAC that it needs a freaking heatsink on it? No, but why not ROG Strix heatsink? ROG Strix. Yeah. It's, it's dissipation is a half a watt, but you know, oh, sorry. it's got a big ass And there's also on an M.2 on the back, so it might be tied in with that. Let's scroll up a little bit, Alan. I was reading. That, that sounds uh, like the small PCB is sandwiched between isolated heatsinks for an M.2 dive and the platform chipset. Oh, so uh, there you go. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Now, no, we, so it's lifted off the board. Yeah, yeah. It's isolated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, did we talk about a motherboard? Was it the the Asrock last week that had that same yeah. sort of layout? Mm-hmm. Except it had two M. twos on the back. Yeah. Okay. And a third one on the front, sideways. Yeah. Uh, fun thing I yes. read about that X that motherboard is that only the back two are VROC compatible. Yeah. Yes. Because the, the front one is on the is connected to the chipset. Yeah. It's just disappointing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, uh, how many lanes does the platform have? I think it's probably a routing issue more than a lane <laughs> issue. I know it just it just baffled me that you would need to use the chipset for I, I, anything yeah. other than SATA and your USBs. So that and Ryzen your other... board also has the Wi-Fi card. Yeah, which I could see why they might want to attach the chipset instead. Yeah. So I. Yeah. <laughs> is it on the riser or is it off the motherboard? Not not this nope. motherboard. Sorry. Oh, okay. On this one, it's on the motherboard. On the other one, the AS Rock or the AS Rockets, on that uh, strangely orientated one. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So I don't think we have pricing or availability for these. I think availability is supposed to be pretty soon. I think I think they're getting ready to launch these. Okay, so I'm going to go off on a semi rant slash tangent while we're on the Asus <laughs> topic. Uh oh. Uh. Tell me when it's over. Tell you when it's over. Go grab me that little thing with the pigtail off of that desk, would you? I the little thing with the pigtail. Mm-hmm. The little thing with the. Since loop. when did Alex get a pigtail? The oh, little thing. Why are we doing this? Uh, uh, well, there's a I guess we're doing it. Cable looking thing on, so, no, on my desk. On 
Pen's desk. It's Blocked a little tiny black bag. square with a little loop attached to it. Yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that thing. This week on men pointing at things. Men pointing at the. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> that was course. a very expensive pigtail Jim just threw. Of course. Catch. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's like a $250 retail item. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want to be a part of this shit. 50 bucks. Yeah, no, no, nice. this, this right here is this little tiny thing I'm holding in my hand is a V-Rock key. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, there you go. It's a V-Rock key. Um, I swear it's a capacitor. Uh, or sorry, a resistor. No, I mean, it's got four pins. Well, there's, probably some, supports, uh, there's probably some three three silly public-private key thing going on. I don't know. It was just, it was, uh, whatever. Anyway. Um, yeah, don't so lose that. We tested V-Rock. We wrote up a couple weeks ago. We talked about it on the podcast. We did four Samsung 960 Pros and a RAID because it turned out you can install the driver, uh, the RSTE driver, and you can make a RAID in, like, trial mode, right? And you'd figure that you'd make this trial mode thing uh, in preparation for, hey, should I buy this key to use the full feature, right? Yeah. You're trying before you're buying, basically. Sounds like a cool <laughs> idea, right? You actually don't really need the trial mode, I don't think, if you want to do like a RAID 0 of Intel drives, okay? Because we booted. Yeah. We made another post later on that that we, we had successfully booted from a RAID 0 of Optane memory drives because we're kind of cheating using, you know, their cross-point drives, but yeah, yeah. Um, but they're just Intel drives, and there's apparently this incompatibility or these this very reduced list of what you can use that's non-Intel drives that are certified to work with VRock. Okay, so 960 Pros in a RAID, and we got a VRock key. I actually had ordered one and got it in, right? You can find them on the right you place You can find internet. them if you know where to mostly, look. Okay. Mostly far. <laughs> so let's say you're a hypothetical person that has installed RSTE, which is you find on the internet. There's a couple of versions now that support VRock. Okay. You've tried it with your 960 Pros. All right. It's this worked. isn't really a hypothetical. We've it's done actually this. worked. We've actually done this. And then you get your VRock key in the mail. You're like, oh, cool. I can be official now, and I'm not on trial mode that's going to expire soon. And you plug the key in, and the array goes away. The array was working. Yeah, it goes away. I, I watched you do this. It just disappears. It's just gone. And all drives are listed as not compatible, only with the VRock key installed. Wow. Okay. So. Uh, Does it come back when you take the key out? We uh, Well. Uh, yeah. The first time we took the key out and rebooted the machine, it still said the VROC key was activated. Yeah. Another it, reboot fixed that. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it so, kind of tricked itself into thinking so it had it seems, a key. It seems like maybe that sticks somewhere in the registry. Yeah. Who knows? Now, who are knows these, what's going on there? Are these production firmwares we're dealing with or are these pre? No, this is on an Asus motherboard. That's awesome. shipping. Right? I mean, and this is technically, VROC isn't out yet. Yeah. So it's all very. So yeah. we reach out to Intel. And they send us back a list. Here are the products that are, they're basically like, look, VROC is an enterprise-minded thing. There's uh, drives that are on a list. Here's the list. Everything on the list is a drive that you cannot purchase retail. So you're talking all the Samsung, like, SM and PM drives, which, yes, I know you can find if you dig around. But my point is, this is a retail motherboard. The VROC key is very soon to be a retail thing. They're not going to ship a different version of the the VROC key when they do. It's going to be this key. This is the one, right? Um, and it's like, you know, this, all the Samsung OEM drives, there's a Toshiba like XG3 on the list, which, you can't, which, which is an OEM only drive. 
Like, so all these things are OEM only drives, which that's fine if a system builder can like integrate this thing and, you know, ship a system that has VROC and this RAID is already pre-built. But that's not the way that a lot of people buy RAIDs in their systems or assemble RAIDs in their systems. So, yeah. you know, um, and the other beef I have with it, like, is you have uh, Z170, D- Z270, Z370, yeah. all of which will do NVMe RAID. And there is in no, a different way. And there is no whitelist. Yeah. Pretty much, as far as I understand, any NVMe-capable product you plug in works. So this is specifically a vendor-style, not, not vendor, but like a market segmentation, whatever you want to call it thing, from the enterprise side, that they've only validated with these yeah. drives, right? If anything, they should at least include 960 series drives, on the client side of VROC. Like, obviously, this is like firmware level I, thing. I, I think they'll get there by the time they officially launch it, whatever the hell that means. I guess. And, and, we, and we're still getting conflicting information. Now, the last I heard, there were three different keys. Yeah. There is a uh, standard key. There is a nut. There is a... Um, Key that will let you do RAID 5. I forget the exact name of it. It will let you do RAID 5 and RAID 1, but only with Intel drives. Mm-hmm. And then the premium key will let you include the other ones that are on that list. Now, none of which are of retail products right now. Yeah. And we have had, we have had no indication. Nobody has said such a peep as like, oh, this is going to change. Everybody that's told us, like, here's the list of products, that's it. Mm-hmm. Now, they might change their tune after there's some kind of blowback on this maybe if it happens yeah we don't know but as it stands right now i'm basically telling everybody on the podcast before we've even written about it officially because don't spend your money on a v-rocky well, just don't do that in any ways just don't talk but it's just you're you're gonna waste your time like and your money yeah and one of the other storage editors in the storage editing community like actually spent a lot of money and time on this and recently went on a huge rant yeah no because he got to the po- same point we did and was like, F this crap, basically. Just got disgusted with through threw his arms up in the air. Anyway. Uh yeah. So there's my PSA. As far a as ridiculous. Um Yeah, it's just it's just kind of ridiculous, right? Like This is why we need cameras in here twenty four seven so we can, you know, play back the meltdown that happened. And the, it's, the response on it wasn't face. a meltdown. It was really just me sitting over there, like, God, "What that, is going on?" Like, and How? the array is gone. Like, yeah. what? Like, this it, makes it was no sense. More confusing than anything. Yeah, else. it really was just baffling. Like, especially since you were Not just mad. In a, I'm just disappointed. Well, that's, that's what really boggles my mind is that it worked in a trial mode. Why on earth could you let it work in a trial mode, but then the array breaks when you put the most expensive, supposedly two hundred and fifty dollar retail VROC key in. If I spend $250, the thing that was just working in trial mode, sure as hell, had better still be working. Yeah, that... Not a good I, experience. I could start to rationalize the other stuff as whatever. It's an enterprise product. It has weird limitations. That's just usually how that stuff is. It sucks, but that's yeah. how it is. But the fact that you can create the array in trial mode and then get and then the it gets key, broken, the license, and it doesn't work anymore. Yes. Yeah. And now we know what the key is for it. Make sure that the trial version actually expires yeah. when it has to. <laughs> yeah. And it actually doesn't enable anything. It just makes sure that that <laughs> right, trial right, right. is disabled. Yeah. 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 And um, 
Oh, uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Yeah, it's not like... So the versions of the RSD driver that we found were within the past few months. And the 960 series drives have been out for more than a year. So it's not like Intel didn't know that this drive existed yeah, so that they couldn't like blacklist it in the driver for trial mode or something. No. Like... Yeah. I mean, it was working. Yeah. You know? Anyway. <sighs> and that has been Alan's rant for tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just... I hope Intel... And figure out how to make a turn on that and get ahead of it before more people get angry. Because you're going to get more people buying these systems, buying a bunch of 960 Pros or something. I don't think you're going to have a bunch of people doing this ever. The kind of people that are going to do it are going to spend a lot of money, and they're going to be very vocal when it doesn't work. Is my point, right? Yeah, the the consumers could be getting ahead of it, right? Because think about this. You have AMD raid which by the way another semi rant we've been trying to get working properly for multiple weeks now um we can hit the same numbers that der bauer hit but as soon as we try to write to the drive the read speeds cut in half yeah there's there's some weird weird thing weird crap going on we're trying to figure it out left and right like just it's we've gone back and forth with amd with asus tried all sorts of stuff it's a pain in the butt, right? But guess what? It works with all drives we've thrown at it. Yeah. There's no whitelists, blacklists. It just works. It may not work. The performance may not be the best yet, and there might be a, a it's Wendell. A whole, it's a whole lot better than and, zero bytes per and, second. And it might have potential <laughs> blatant security vulnerabilities as per Wendell and, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, don't. you know. Don't install the web part of that driver, which is no. I think, well, that would be a bad idea. Yeah, the don't, driver. Don't do that. I will. I will say this: AMD, all the features are present at the BIOS level. Yeah, and so you can make the array and do all that stuff in the BIOS, and only install like the F6 driver yeah. under Windows, and you don't have to install the entire thing to get. And you can also configure it with in Windows without the web interface if you just use the command line tools. True, or you could just mm-hmm. install the stuff, configure it, and then uninstall. Yeah, yeah. all that but, stuff. But the, how many users are going to go through and do a custom install and not install the GUI tools? No, I'm with you. I it, It's just that it's running at, at basically, you know, several version old bits and pieces of um, different tools that allow you to, you know, access things via web. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a local host. Awful, it's an awful. And it's, and yeah, it's not it's, filtering it's, only from local hosts. So in yeah. other words, you can access it from oh, elsewhere yeah. on the it, network. Yeah, it listens on all interfaces, and it's running its system, and you can run executables on the command yeah. line directly from the Not just interface. executables. Potentially, you control your buddy. If you're on his Wi-Fi at his house, you can log oh, yeah. into a server and delete his raid out from under him. Yeah. <laughs> not, probably not the best. Yeah. Good you times. Know, yeah, yeah. Great times. Yeah. Just and, some and random person. And don't worry. Person. There's a web server running at port 80 with the... Uh, with all of the information about well, like what version of PHP it's running and allowing you to execute code and all that fun stuff. Yeah. For yeah. So basically, as far as all these, you know, workstation class machines from both sides, both sides are messing up the whole raid thing. Big time. Just saying. It, one way or the if other. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, if they haven't it. got it working in the first place. Well, I meant the old style raid, not this new improved. Well, it, so... And by improved, I mean... Don't get me wrong. The VROC... Performance wise, is sweet. It totally is. You don't have the DMI bottleneck. Like you're, I mean, I was doing twenty two point two gig per second on eight. Okay, that's yeah, twenty two point two, right? Like uh, you know, with with freaking nine sixty eight nine sixty pros in a raid. I had to put the GPU on the last slot because I didn't have 
places to put the two... Uh... doesn't really fit there either on that board. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, Asus, when you plug this V-Rock key into the board, you can't fully seat the GPU in the last slot. Well, the GPU doesn't go in the last <laughs> slot is the answer to that. But I'm just saying, it's it's the header is in line. Yeah, but the GPU doesn't go in the last slot is the answer to that. <laughs> but I wanted to buy eight. I wanted to raid with eight drives, which you have to use the first two slots for. Or the first and third. Anyway. <sighs> yeah. Rant and sub rant over. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I said I could stretch the podcast out a little in case it was short. So yeah. there, there you go. Yeah, you did. All right. Josh, Josh rant over. So many emails about that one. I mean, you know, <laughs> just. Uh, right. You would not believe what you guys did this week. Listen, yeah. it's not like we haven't given both sides multiple weeks worth of chances to figure out their messaging. So, if not me ranting, it would be there'd be a post up already for either one of these. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Back down to uh, other things to rant about. Uh, oh, no, this is not a rant thing. <laughs> this is a good thing. This, this is actually thing. a pretty sweet thing. Is this, this also include thing? This also include the resolution stuff, the 4K mm-hmm. stuff? Okay. So, Microsoft now supports original Xbox games on Xbox One. Uh,. So they're adding Xbox games. Uh, they're starting with 13, and then there's going to be more coming soon. Not only are they supporting them, but they're like, are they adding textures, or are they just upscaling it like better? Uh, so I forget the exact uh, technical details, but they're being upscaled, and uh, I think AF is being applied. They're, they're doing some post-processing on top of the image, and you should play. you should start to play that video. Okay, I'll just because making sure we didn't get the I mean, takedown. I mean, you would think, okay, and whatever, they can upscale some 480i slash 480p Xbox games. It's not going to look that good. Yeah, uh, no, uh, they they keep swiping back and forth in this video, and it looks damn good. Yeah. Now, there is some um, speculation that this video might have been captured, uh, not captured at 480p, which is what the Xbox supported if you had the component cables. Yeah. But still, I mean, most people played without the component cables. And it's it's a night and day difference. Yes, yeah, I mean it just makes it looks way better, and it just it's the same content. Yeah, it just you know, and so I mean that's the order probably was available on the PC. So the PC version still looks a little better than this because it has higher res textures, I believe. But yeah, you know, it's a game that kind of probably want to play with a controller, and that game's old enough that the PC version doesn't really have controller support. So I plan on going back and playing this. There's a video. It's not the video I'm playing now, but there's a video that shows uh, the differences in Halo. Yeah. And it's it's also a really good oh, example. And the cool thing they did is, I don't know if they added all of the games, but uh, a lot of these games are available to buy digitally now. So KOTOR was like 10 or 15 bucks I saw earlier oh, okay. this week. So if you just want to buy the oldies... Yeah. And they're giving, they're giving uh, was it Ninja Gaiden Black free to Xbox uh, games with gold members this this week? Really? Yeah. So, uh, and I saw particular talk about Ninja Gaiden Black on 4K on the Xbox One X looking very good. That game looked <laughs> good originally. Yeah. 60 frames. I can just, I yeah. got to play that again. Unlabored flawlessness, baby. <laughs> Yeah, it was a big plank. It's probably the best weapon in the game. The more damaged you were, the more closer to death you were. It was just a wooden plank, but the but yep. the 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 writing on it would start glowing red as you got closer and closer to death. 
and it like exponentially increased the damage that it did the closer you were to death. So if you get into a boss battle, you get down to like one percent health, and you would literally one hit this boss and just take him down to like nothing. It was freaking sweet. It was so cool of a weapon. Anyway, ah, Psychonauts. There's another good one. Psychonaut. I mean, those are all Sands of Time. Those are all goody old. Yeah, goodies. no, they're good. Good uh, titles. Yeah. Wow. Sands of Time was such a good game. Yeah, it was. It really was a I good need, one. I need to play Kotor again. Yeah, that's that would be fun. Cool, cool. All right, so that's good news if you're a Xbox person. Yeah. It would be nice to see these coming to PC one day. There's yeah, no yeah, yeah, yeah. do it <laughs> now that they're emulating the Xbox on Windows 10, essentially. I mean, they're kind of sort of doing... There's no reason they couldn't do it, besides right, right. maybe licensing issues. Well, Sands of Time was a, was on PC. Yeah, I mean, some of these titles were on PC, but it wasn't exactly an era them. where you had good PC ports. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But they are kind of sort of doing like what Dolphin does for like like Wii games. Yeah. Right? Like there's people there's people putting out texture packs and stuff, and you could play Zelda in like 4K and like, you know, all this, yeah. you know, crazy, uh, you know, higher resolution and everything. And now they're just doing it on a console. With their own games. Officially. So, officially. <laughs> Why not? Like, beat them to the punch. Good. Yeah. I think it was IGN this week had an article you can go back and search for about the whole emulation project and how it was like a Skunk Works thing that two teams were working on, like, before the Xbox One launch and it got tabled after they had the whole DRM thing and they kind of had to come together and change a lot of shit in the OS. Yeah. So, it was a good story about how there are some dedicated people who wanted to get this done at Microsoft and they, they got it done. They're adding more games. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's it for the, uh, rants and the weekend news. And I don't know if it's done, but not that, I mean, what? there could always be rants. No, no, no. Anybody else got a rant <laughs> before we move? I on? I don't know yet. I got to be no. in the moment. Oh, to rant. Oh, it's not. okay. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Picks of the week. Let's do it. Uh, my pick is a book that I had pre-ordered and finally came in uh, called Cinemaps. It's this guy, uh, Andrew DeGraff, does these huge, like, not huge, but, like, he does these, um, he actually paints these, like, he comes up with a plan, he paints them, and then this is basically a book of prints that he's done. And what he does is he takes a movie, figures out the path of all of the characters in the movie, Figures out how to fit all the scenes in the movie onto one drawing and then connects them all, the, the routes of all the characters. So, like, like for example, uh, which one is this? If it, The Princess Bride. If it ever decides to load. I mean, I recognize that map. You know, Amazon should get some new servers. Uh, it's probably just this, <laughs> this laptop being a dork or something. Let me try a different picture. Like, I don't know. It's not loading. Yeah. Anyway, wah, wah. oh there you go. Oh, there you go. So like, yeah. there's the Princess huh. Bride. Wow, interesting. That's really right? neat. Um, and like, I really have a bone to pick with a font that he's picked, but <sighs> yeah. <laughs> and there's and there's a uh, Star Trek, the newer Star Trek, first one from a few years ago. And I can see three um, plot holes on it. No. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But like they have some really they have some really cool ones. There's like uh I've already kind of flipped through it. They they has he has um the first three Star Wars time wise, the first three. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um you know, there's like Wizard of Oz in there that looks pretty cool. There's the Shining, including the maze. 
it's like it's just really you know nice touches and the and the you know the art is like super detailed he has like a two-page spread that's uh, lord of the rings and i think it's all the movies <laughs> all together I mean, that would make sense, like all in a right? row like it's, and it's and well, it's, it is just one long walk it's 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 hard yeah. to, like i had to bust out a magnifying glass just to look at that one so not only was a two-page spread in a fairly large format book but the lines of each <laughs> character were just like super thin yeah so if you dig around you can actually find like the art the act you can actually buy if you really like one of these you can find the guy's actual art like mm-hmm. on a site or you can find prints of it like yeah. know, poster size prints yeah, yeah. They're That's all cool. really cool. I saw one of these and was just like floored, and I was like, "Okay, I gotta get that book." And he apparently has it's a good coffee table book. He has another another book which I uh, yeah called Plotted, which I don't have, but he basically has the storylines of novels mm. that he has drawn out into, yeah, like what would happen, who went where and when. So I'm probably gonna pick that one up too. Anyway, cool book. Uh who's up next? Jeremy, I think. Jeremy, yeah. I'm even stranger to say something nice about Microsoft. Is your pick just a post on the site? Well, I mean, you know, self-promotion. It's, oh, okay. It's good as self-gratification. Uh, so the the new uh, creators update came out with some things that were kind of meh and some things that were okay. And one thing that even slipped under the radar for me until I read about it uh, this week was controlled folder access, a brand new thing under the Security Center, which essentially prevents changes to any folders except by specific apps that you permit. And it starts with a everything is blocked uh, and you have to add exceptions. Now, you might say, well, okay, who the hell cares? I mean, you know, there's already antivirus and this, that, and the other thing. Well, this is specifically for ransomware. When all of a sudden, Firefox suddenly starts encrypting your entire bloody file structure, it's going to notice. It's going to stop it. I mean, you may have already unlocked downloads and a couple of others because it it does take a little bit of setup to do. Um, You will find stuff where it pops up and says it's been blocked by uh, your security center. But we, I I deal with on a daily occasion at work. And I'm talking to the security guys to say just friggin', you know, for the idiots who have gotten on Windows 10 for whatever reason, they're usually the ones that we really need to do this for. Because if I can stop it at the damn PC level, I can stop it before it hits the damn network drives, which is when I actually care. Okay. It's it's kind of nice. Uh, and it's it goes on top of Bitdefender if you want to be already using that. It's, you know, it's a decent protection. But controlled folder access, I'm just looking at going, anytime someone shows up with a, a PC uh, in my personal life that needs help because they've screwed it, this is getting turned on. <laughs> Yeah, and I will deal with the well. You know, it keeps asking me. They're like, yeah, that's fine. Don't worry about it, because mm-hmm. I really have got a bone to pick with these ransomware authors. And this is a really good way of stopping it dead. You will have to pick up the uh, creators update to do it. Uh, there's another link on the site as to how to do that manually. Yeah, if you, you don't can, want to wait for it to be pushed. It to, you can force it to but, pull down. Yeah, you might want to wait for it to be pushed because there are some. There's been some negative effects to updating to it. So let Microsoft get ready to push it out to you. I mean, we've been once you, we haven't had any bad experiences here yet. Yeah, it's been running on my my machine here at work, and it's been fine. Now, I haven't had a bad experience personally yet, but I've read more than a few that were more than just someone bitching on Reddit, and it's like, yeah, okay, that's actually an issue. Yeah. 
Well, I'm sure they'll fix those in next patch yeah, Tuesday or exactly. two. All right. Uh, hey, look at that. I have a pop-up. Uh, no so pop-up. Um, I'm taking the easier way out. I saw the sale come across today. Uh, 850 Evo. Uh-huh. 500 gig. Uh-huh. 130 bucks at Micro Center. That's cheap. It's 26 cents per gig. That's pretty cheap. It's not 10 cents per gig. Ryan's not here, so we can talk about slightly more expensive SSDs. It's cheap for, uh, for a very solid drive. Yeah. It's, uh, not, it's not NVMe, but it's it's no. about as fast as SATA goes. I did look. Mm-hmm. I believe it's 149 on Amazon right now if you don't have a Micro Center, which is, I mean, it's still a pretty decent little discount there. Off, I think it normally yeah. goes a little higher than that. But, yeah, if you have a Micro Center nearby, I think this is in-store only, which is unfortunate. And but, Limit 2. Yeah, Limit 2. But 130 for, I mean. But, you know, with these games that are 100 gig each, you might as well buy two and raid zero. I'm <laughs> just saying. True. Back I mean, up, yeah, you're, back you're, up if you do that. Back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just make that your, you know, listeners to this podcast probably already have an NVMe SSD. But you need another, like, you know, terabyte lying around for all these dang games, which they're probably getting through the cloud anyway, so. If the RAID 0 goes away, you know, you've probably just lost your game downloads, which you can just pull down again. Hopefully. Somebody, Hopefully. Yeah. Somebody, Hopefully you don't have a data cap. Somebody linked me a, uh, like, a Micron, like 6100 or something, SATA drive. Yeah. Uh, 500 bucks for two terabytes. It was a two terabyte SATA SSD. That's nice. That's well, pretty me, impressive. Uh, hold on. I, I can... I can it was on. It was on Amazon. Um, now look up the part real quick. Oh, Micron eleven hundred. Never heard of that. Two terabyte. Hmm. Huh. It's probably using their three D. Yeah, it's using their three D TLC. Yeah. It might not be a fast drive for writes. Like it might not even have any SLC cache. I, I don't know because I haven't. You know, I don't even think Micron's ever told me about an eleven hundred series drive. Honestly. Yeah. It just hasn't been on my radar. But uh yeah, that was like five hundred gig for I mean similar to what this is, right? Yeah. But just a tiny bit cheaper. Yeah. Uh so to correct myself from earlier, someone in the chat said this. Ninja Gaiden is not free for games with gold members, it's free for Xbox Game Pass subscribers, which is the ten dollar service that gets you access to ten bucks a month gets you access to a whole bunch of games. Oh. Over 100 Xbox One games and 360 titles, and now start to have Xbox titles. So it's not it's not with gold. It's the $10 Game Pass thing, which I think they have like a month free trial for now. Maybe that's only with the One X, but 10 bucks is still pretty cool for access to all of those games. Yeah, that was uh, one of our readers. Uh, what was it? Randall. Send me that tip. Hmm. Okay. Alex, did you buy a flip phone? No, no I did not buy a, a flip candy phone. Bar phone. I bought a candy bar phone. Oh. My my Nexus 5, my trusty Nexus 5 that has been running for four years, finally gave up the ghost last week. Well, um, it was made by LG, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. And I had bought the, the, you know, the whole warranty for the thing through T-Mobile and... 
talk to the, the wonderful lady at their support and like, all right, it's going to be you know $150 deductible and we're going to give you a something something S4. I don't even know what it was. Looked it up and it had a whole bunch of malware or bloatware installed on it. You can't get rid of. That drives me up the wall Okay, that I can't remove software from a device that I own. I mean, you could... Can you root the thing? Uh, maybe. You can, maybe. but then you got to deal yeah. with all that. And I, I've been down that path, and I've reverted back to stock Android. And I, it was just, I was frustrated with my smartphone. And I wasn't going to buy an iPhone. Yeah. I wasn't going to buy a freaking six hundred dollar Android phone. Six hundred dollars—that's right. a cheap Android phone. I know. These days. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so I got a little bit ragey about it, just, just a little bit. I got this sucker. Nokia 105. So flip, yeah, flip to the, yeah. It's a 105. This is actually the older model. They come with a newer model now. It's the 105 to 2017 edition. It's a little bit, a little bit uh, more streamlined. Is that $22? $22. It makes phone calls. It sends text messages. It has an alarm clock, and it has snake. That's all you need from a phone. All you need. Okay. $22. How long does the battery last? 35 days. <laughs> <laughs> remember that? Remember those days? 35 yeah. days in standby, 13 hours talk time. 35 I can days. take this on a dive trip on a boat and not carry a charger. Yeah. And if I break it, if I break it, if I, if I run over it, it's... $25. What is the problem with the world we live in today where a $22 phone lasts 35 days of the battery, with it, but we're lucky to get two days? Charge it. Hell, I just toss it out and buy a new one. Exactly. <laughs> we're lucky to get 20. I mean, you, it, could, you could just buy new phones when the battery die, and yeah. you're still cheaper than an iPhone after two years. Yeah. I mean, I have not charged this phone since I got it. Um, I'll see. I don't know. I, oh, you, probably, you probably can't oh see it. Oh my god! So what's your battery at? Uh, oop, it's locked. Oh no, it's locked. Uh, let's see here. It's uh, it. yeah. You got to touch ID that thing. No, you can't see it. So what does it say? Uh, I have one, no, two pixels down on about a ten pixel bar. Jesus, it's never seen a charger. So uh, in four days, as the chat did point out, this is two G only phone. It is a. It is, is going to be an issue at uh, some point. T-Mobile has guaranteed they're going to support two, the 2G spectrum through the end of 2020. Yeah, but I think everyone else yeah. is cut off is a little quicker than that. Yeah, so I think it, the, chat, the chat like wants this phone. They're like, is there a link for this? Jeremy, put the link for the thing in the chat. <laughs> I did. Oh. Then they got talking about pickup trucks and it got chased off. Oh, oh they've been talking about pickup fault. trucks for the past hour. Oh, Jesus. So 22 bucks. $22. But even as even if you don't use it as a primary phone, because I can probably fix my Nexus when I finally get around to it. It needs a new switch solder to it. I just didn't want to deal with it. Um, they make – all the reviews I read about it, they said they make great festival phones. Yeah. You know, you have this $500 smartphone. You're going to go to a music festival. You're going to go on a trip. You're going yeah. to go through TSA. Yeah. $25. You slap your SIM card in it. You're good to go. Yeah, that's true. You know, there's nothing on it that, you know, TSA can't search your phone. You know, there's nothing on it. There's so no nothing GPS. Good luck, buddy. Here you go. Yeah. Here you go. All those dirty, dirty text messages. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure that if you know what you're doing, GSM, like, it's not just cell phones. There is a crap load of stuff that uses GSM. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I'd be it, shocked if you're totally cut off. 
Yeah, T- like TSA might suspect like that. You, they might suspect you just because of this phone. Well, that actually is kind of an interesting aside. Um, if you look up the Nokia 105 terrorist, apparently ISIS has been using this phone ever since its inception because it's so reliable as a detonator. Oh, that's oh, that's a positive and a negative yeah, wrapped like, up into one. Well, I mean, it works. So, you know, it's reliable. Days. So from this point forward, we'll refer to your phone as the bomb phone. Yes, that's fine. You your phone it. is the bomb. My phone yes. is the bomb. I'm just going to like every time it rings, you might as well make it sound like a deet deet, like a like a you're changing your ringtone to like it, it doesn't have a if you, if you buy off. a Casio digital wristwatch, um, I'm leaving the place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Casio watch and a Nokia phone. Yeah, <laughs> that's a red flag. Yeah. Wow. Account. Oh, and God. and now the police are going to show up my house tomorrow. Thanks. Great. The shape of that phone as reminds me like damn, Nokia has made a phone that's been that basic shape. Yeah, like, forever. forever. Forever, yeah. I think it was like 10 or 15 years ago, like I bought one for my wife because mm-hmm. she kept breaking, but this one, you, there weren't smartphones out, right? So yeah. like, but uh, it's 33, 10, baby. I walked into a Best Buy, spent $50, no contract, nothing on just some Nokia really cheesy phone, right? And then they uh, tried to upsell me on the, uh, the freaking warrant, extended warranty plan. And I was like curious because I was like, well, my wife just broke her phone. That's why I'm here. How much is it? Is you know, thinking like ten bucks. No, it was fifty dollars for an indestructible cell phone. So I actually stopped in my tracks at the lady. I'm like, wait, the phone is fifty dollars, and started a discussion with the checkout <laughs> yeah. lady. Like, do you realize that this, rant. the phone is fifty dollars? Yeah, yeah. How much is the plan? Fifty dollars. The phone is fifty dollars. How many replacements does it cover? Like, I could just come back and just. Buy another one for the cost of the plan. Like, what What are you guys doing? Anyway. And that phone lasted my wife, like, five years or something. <laughs> Until she got, like, an iPhone. You need to be a super hipster and get the new Nokia 3310. The, yeah. The now, smartphone-ish one. It's still a feature phone. It doesn't run Android. Or, well, it might run Android. Battery life on that one, three hours. Yeah, you're talking, about the, you're talking about the 3310 repop. That's, yeah, that's, the, the 2017. That's only yeah. available in Europe, isn't it? Uh, I think it made its way here i know some of the nokia phones have been making their way here yeah because isn't there something funky with like the 1900 versus 1800 megahertz band yeah yeah something like that probably 744 hours of standby time that's chat's giving me Don't crap because i was giving the lady to check our crap yeah i mean you really shouldn't <laughs> she, her should, crap. she shouldn't bother she, to upsell she me set, she, it's her job i know if I'm working at Best she Buy and the, and the upsell costs the same as the dang item, that's the one that I just forget to offer just because. Sorry. <laughs> You're anyway. not going to get a very good rating from your manager. Uh, I know. I know. I'm probably not the best person to work at a, work no, at a Best Buy. not wearing enough flash either. Yeah, flare. 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 Or flare, sorry. Yeah. Flash. Although I would be wearing flash if I was working at a Best Buy. And you have little pins for flash this episode of the PC Perspective the Podcast. Join us next week <laughs> when hopefully <laughs> we have some more people. And we rant less. Yeah, uh, rants are good. Anyway, I like the rants. I'm Alan Momentano. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. And I'm Ken Addison. And then there's Alex over there. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> See you. Bye. See ya.